Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are at episode 75 tonight. Um, I'm actually at the Macbeth house right now. I don't have the full setup yet. Um, when I get my own apartment, eventually I'll have everything, but I'm trying out the Yeti microphone tonight. I've got some headphones in. It is going to sound a little echoey, but hopefully it's better than we've had in weeks past. So the to peer- everyone that's already in the chat, <laughs> thank you for being here. The peer pressure. It got to make yeah, everybody know, right? yeah. the razzing. He's like upgraded to a Yeti. Yeah. We're going to get him up to the Shure SM7B eventually. Yeah. We'll get him there. Wait, my family's got plenty of very nice microphones <laughs> sitting in Massachusetts. It's just I need a setup to make everything click. Yeah. Well, you're on your own now, Nick. You're big time. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? All right. So, how's it going? And hey, can you uh, throw three up? By the way, Ben tonight is running uh, the show, like as in like switching. So if you don't mind going mm-hmm. to three up with Evan in there, we'll pull Evan and we'll talk to Evan a little bit here. Evan, how's it going? It's going great. How are you guys doing? Great. So. It was pretty cold this weekend, but I called Evan about something. And he said, guess where I'm going? Where, where were you going? I uh, played around at Maple Hill on Saturday. How, how far away are you from Maple? Uh, a little over 30, 30 minutes. Okay. And how was your experience? It was good. It was, I mean, cold. Uh, I think it was like single digits when I left the house. Got up to like probably 15 when I got there. But it was super sunny. I had all the layers. And like I was shedding layers by the end. I didn't even have gloves on. Uh, I was just I had like a sweatshirt and a jacket, and uh, yeah, it was good. But it's still it was still cold. You know, you're you're bundled up and you're kind of just tense. You're not throwing as great as you normally do, but that's how it is here in the winter. I mm-hmm. stayed warm inside, but I assured Evan as the uh, winter sports recreationalist he was <laughs> that he would be yeah. fine if he was wearing his uh, ski gear. <clears throat> I know people that have played in cold wearing ski like goggles, like. I don't know. It's a little cold. Well, it's it's so little, sunny out. A little too much for me. True. Yeah, it, was so sun- it wasn't windy, but it was so sunny out that I like should have had sunglasses or ski goggles because then that blocks the reflection of the sun off the snow. Kind of like hurts your eyes after a while. It's true. So it's interesting. I have in my notes here actually to talk about that. Is it possible that this is one of the quietest weeks in the offseason since the offseason? Like there's a lot to talk about. Because we always have stuff to talk about. But, like, it's pretty quiet. And if it wasn't for the announcement by Katrina Allen today, which was an announcement about an announcement, then there would I'm so sick of announcement about announcements. It's insane. Like, every single time. I th- Someone had just tweeted about that, too, to where it's like, oh, we just found out about another announcement about an announcement. And I'm like, just drop the hammer on us, you know? Come in like a wrecking ball and just, boom, there we go. We got it. I know, but you know what? I think it's a PR, like I say PR, it's a marketing thing because mm-hmm. now there's excitement. I mean, people were waiting and then there would be an announcement. You'd be like, there's the announcement. But like, now you're like double amped because you're like, now I know it's coming and, and I'm anticipating. And you have Wednesday on the mind too. It's like tomorrow I'm not going to be antsy checking my phone <laughs> to see, you know, Katrina Allen where she's going. I'm going to be waiting for Wednesday. I don't know. I forget if it's the morning or the afternoon, but like, you're going to be like looking extra at Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, wherever. Did she say mm-hmm. it was morning or afternoon? I think it just said Wednesday. Yeah, well, that's what I don't know. Yeah. And you got to look all day now. <laughs> got to set up those like bots just to always search and tell you when something happens. So, Nick, 
Who do we have lined up tonight as our guest? We have Innova's newest star team member, Haley King. She parted ways with Discraft earlier this year, technically, or maybe end of last year. I forget exactly when she announced it. But uh, she did announce not too long ago that she is now with Innova Champion Discs. And so we're going to get into the details of how that transition has been, all that fun stuff. She should be coming on in about the next 15 minutes. I'm glad you said that. Nick set up this guest tonight with uh, Haley which often I'm doing a lot of that. And so there's correspondence there. And I just realized, Nick, we're talking about this live. She's expecting a call from us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good thing. I have her contact. I just yeah. searched. I think she wasn't on for till about 10 months ago. So it's been a well, while. She, yeah. She asked me earlier. She was like, are we doing this over zoom or Skype again? And I was like, go on Skype all the way. Yeah. Eventually that's going to change. I'm going to shift everybody off of Skype here soon. I think it'll be better. But right now, we're still holding down the Skype ship. And it's so, it sounds so archaic compared to Zoom, but it's, they have like a creative option. For anybody who's a creative and doing video production, like you probably know what NDI is, but it allows you to take a feed. We're getting nerdy here. Nerd alert <laughs> takes a feed directly from Skype separately for any callers you have. So you can just input them as a camera source. So there, that was my nerd, my nerd out moment. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, tonight, I already mentioned it. We got Ben, Ben Kenny over there producing the show. So he's sitting there with the switcher, which for the first time in two years, I'm not switching the show. So yeah, oh, there, look, he zoomed in. Um, it's pretty cool, pretty crazy, but we're excited to see how the show can continue to grow that way. Um, you know what did get announced this week that maybe you had written down as well was the all-star format and location. Actually, yeah. Nick or Evan enlighten me because I missed that. It oh, it is going to be ahead, in Tucson, Arizona. I I'm not positive on the property name. I I didn't have that. I don't have any of this written down. So going off of memory, but uh, it's in Tucson, Arizona, a uh, week before Las Vegas, and they changed the format. Um, so there are 12 contestants for each division. Um, the first eight are based on DGPT points, and then the last four was the voting process. They right. did announce those. Right. If you want to see who those 12 mm -hmm. players are, 24 total, go check out a uh, DGPT social media. But the format is captains. The captains get to choose their teams and then assign what players kind of partner with who and what um, activities they're doing. I guess there's a skills <laughs> competition. That was a weird way of saying it. There's a skills competition. There's a, a putting challenge. There is a, I think, shot shaping challenge and a uh, distance with accuracy challenge. So each team for each, it's each division. So it'll be six and six. Um, they'll face off against each other. So they'll have two doing putting, two during the uh, shot shaping and two during the, doing the distance. And the captain is responsible for picking who does what. And then oh, that's, pretty cool. that's just day one. Um, there's also uh, best shot doubles and then singles. And it's kind of like Ryder Cup point style. So if you win your event, you get a point for your team. Um, and so the captain will be picking who is matching up with who within their team for the doubles match. Wow. They've definitely the received day, feedback. Yeah, the final day is a singles match. Whoa. So they seed them one through six. Stroke play, lowest total score wins. Each winner receives one point for their team. And then ultimately, whatever team wins gets a cash bonus at the end of this. I actually really like this idea. It's, you know, like a snake draft to where you pick your team, like the NBA has been doing lately. You got like team LeBron, you got team Steph Curry, and then they pick their teams. And then in disc golf now, 
the first round, I think they rank them by DGPT stand, like points that they had from last year. So I think that determines the one through six. But then when they go to the doubles match, you pick your three doubles teams, two, two, and two, and then you seed them one through three, and they go against the other teams one through three. So I actually really like the idea. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm curious what the course is going to be like out in Arizona. I know it's funny because the Maricopa or Maricopia Open is coming up, I think, this next weekend. And um, that's on a beautiful, it looks like old golf course, like beautiful green fairways when Vista is like desertish. You know, we see the same brown grass at Vista every single year. So I'm curious what is going to be out in Tucson, Arizona. It, it is the location of the Arizona State Disc Golf Championships from last year. I, I haven't okay. seen anything from it, but if you do know that event, um, that's the location. Uh, I, I'm with you. I really hope the format's well. Uh, golf courses can definitely be exciting. Um, there are plenty of really beautiful ones. Um, there are some that the design, you know, might have been a little bit rushed or just needs more development. Um, and so I'm hoping this is more of the uh, kind of exciting all kind of shots and not just, you know, a Heiser Fest, not just a backhand, um, righty backhand kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. you need that to survive really. So, but I'm excited overall. I think it's gonna be super cool. So <laughs> the producer side of me is still tracking. And if you watched my face for the people are going to rewind now for the past, like three minutes when Nick was talking, your voice has gotten all in sync somehow, Nick. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's just what you're sending to me. Cause I've tried a few things and it's not mm-hmm. fixing it. So we can hear you fine, but your voice is just going to be like miming. Yeah, I think the internet out here is a little rough. That is one of the downsides. Where I'm moving to is supposed to be, you know, there's a town called Goud, there's Lynchburg, and then there's Forest. And Forest is kind of that like Leicester-ish, Paxton-ish type town. Okay. With, you know, and it, from what I remember where I lived there back in 2017, we had great internet. And so I'm hoping whatever apartment complex that I get into We'll have, you know, I'll be able to have the ability to get super fast internet. And so the goal is in the next few weeks to have all of that set up. What I would it's do been a fun process. What I would do for right now, because we're so early in the show, it's worth it. End the call, call us back, and we will um add you right back in. <clears throat> this is uh me still trying to produce everybody on the fly. <laughs> it's just it's in my nature, but I want to see if we can uh get him resynced back up. So let's try it here. He should pop up here in a second. All right, let's see if it refreshes. All right, um, so let's continue on here with topics. People are bored by what I'm talking about, I'm sure, with this nerdy stuff. Uh, let's go back to Katrina real quick. Why is it Why has it gotten to this point where she has held out as long as she did with an announcement? Let's just speculate because there's a lot of thoughts on why it could be. <clears throat> did her prodigy contract uh, disintegrate last minute if you know what i mean like like she wasn't planning on it necessarily and it kind of just like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it like let's just do it this is the time like i'm catching drift or something went down at prodigy other people wanted to leave speculations on what that was from and she just does it she just goes and she's like well i guess i jumped before i knew like i had a parachute but she kind of assumed i'm gonna find a place to land and then she took this time and other like suitors, if you will, sponsors are like, whoa, Katrina's available. So she has to go through that whole process of finding the best buyer and all that, right? Is that what happened here? And now she's finally like, okay, I'm ready. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Either of you. 
Uh, I think for the most part, honestly, she is such an incredible player, won the world championships last year. And I said this in weeks past, every single company would be lucky to have a player like Katrina. She's an all-star player, does usually extremely well consistently throughout the season. Um, so I think when she had left Prodigy, I think it was an abrupt leaving. I don't think there is a lot of great bonds with it, you know, from her leaving. I think there potentially is bad blood. This is just speculation on it. Um, but her leaving opened up a lot of other companies to say, hey, this is a chance for us to kick up our FBO side. So for Katrina, I think she definitely had the ability to check out all the suitors, every single company out there that she really wanted to try to invest in. And I'm curious where she lands. Yeah, I'm curious. Now here comes the speculation again. And that's what we like to do on the show. But we try to have it be founded speculation a little bit. And I'm going to say it this way. This usually means something negative. But where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't know what else to say. Except that there is a lot of chatter behind the scenes and in the front scenes of social media and everywhere else. DGA. Does anybody here want to vote on that? Like, Evan, have you heard anything? Have you seen anything? I, I've i heard plenty of rumors. I've heard, like, nothing from, you know. Credible sources? Yeah, no credible sources. It's not like players are saying. Uh, Schefter. Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> players have, have spoken on Katrina's, like, contract. Not the values, but, like, Drew Gibson said, like, congratulations, Katrina. Like, she got an awesome deal, but didn't, didn't speculate to where she was going. Some people thought Infinite just because Drew's with Infinite. There's been other players that have done kind of similar things where they're just like congratulating Katrina. Um, but nothing has really, there's been no official like rumors. It's all just like you look on social media and everyone's saying DGA, but there's nothing that actually points to that. So it's going to be really interesting. Like if it is not DGA, that'll be like the best kept secret of the off season. If it is DGA, then it's just super cool and awesome that they're getting a, another big player. and a world champion at that. I feel like the chat is disagreeing with you. So I'm going to bring them in here. They're saying if it's an announcement for DGA, I feel like it's dumb to wait this long. Now I'm not sure where that's coming from. We'll give everybody a chance to call in later. <laughs> We're going to do live call-ins and let you tell us what you think. Uh, maybe give us some topics to discuss. We're going to let you do that later, but right now I'm going to speculate on why they would feel that's dumb. They feel like DGA isn't a big announcement. Um, I don't think this goes back to my theory. I don't think she waited this long because it was going to be a big announcement. I think it took this long to line up a sponsor that she was happy with, uh, or, or the contract agreement, if you will. Maybe she was with wh whoever she chose here in the beginning to try after she left prodigy. She's like, I'm going to try. We're going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Cause how long has it actually been since her announcement? Does anybody know when that announcement was made? It's currently January twenty fourth. Yeah, probably just about a month now. So if it was unplanned departure from Prodigy, and I say unplanned, maybe she thought about it for a few weeks, but then she pulled the trigger. If it was unplanned, then and that's not that long to try to line up another sponsor. So I don't know that she was waiting with like, let's build the drama up is my point. I think this is her landing the sponsor she wants, or at least she's going to settle for it this time. And I think Hannah said this on our show. Maybe she finds something she's satisfied with for a year. That's the agreement she does. And maybe it's less than what she yeah. feels like she's even worth. But this is her transition to get where she wants to go, possibly. I'm going to go back to that Drew tweet where he said, you know, congratulations to how awesome of a contract it was, that I think it's a big deal. And I, I think it was totally planned. 
I think there's like other things lined up into it. Um, kind of almost like a Macbeth deal where it's line of discs associated with it. Um, just other kind of things like that, that kind of needed to get straightened out before it was official. Uh, and so it's just kind of contract workings within like a pretty much. What did I miss? Like pretty what much. What did I miss from Drew Gibson? He just tweeted that he j- all he did was tweet that it was a, that Katrina's getting an awesome contract and that it was a huge number and that he's proud of like excited for her. Not proud. Where did he hear about this? I don't know. And but that's with, a credible source though. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, sli- it, slightly. Yeah. But what's, what's interesting about that? And I don't want to throw shade here, I guess, but it's kind of like, Hey, I know what's going on. Is that what happened there with Drew? He's like, Hey, I know everybody. Like, I kind of feel like that a little you, bit. You could say that, but also like, I think it's getting hype. Like that's yeah. just Drew being a hype man. And it is cool. So it, I, and Drew wasn't the only one. That's just the one I'm thinking of. Like, I feel like maybe it was Brody too. Like, I I don't know exactly hmm. what. So it's not just you know infinite players. Well, there you go. It's kind of all over. Uh, you guys see what I've done here at the Nick and Matt show? I start surrounding myself with people better than I. I am not that dumb. <laughs> if you're <laughs> never mind. Yeah. If you're not the smartest in the wait, I don't know how that saying goes, but long story short, if I you're not realized the smartest I wasn't in the room, the you're in the wrong room. Or no, if you are the smartest in the room, <laughs> yeah. you're in the wrong room. Like, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you for being here, Evan, and our producer intern, Ben. He's taking he's doing a good job with it so far. So far. <laughs> you talk, so, we're talking yeah. to, spoken to. <laughs> we had jokes before the yep. show that he does not talk. He doesn't get a microphone until we decide. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> And he was the one laughing. I'm not actually that mean. <clears throat> okay. Um, Nick, when did we say we'd call Haley? And about now? 720. Okay. So a couple minutes, everybody. Um, yeah. So that's cool. We kind of did a little bit back and forth with Katrina Allen and then uh, All-Star. All-Star, they took feedback. They had to have. They're incorporating oh. some level of field event. That, and it actually plays into how they rank in, in the finish, right? That's what you were saying? Yeah, like if yeah, they throw so, like a great shot on this skill shot, like they get points and that adds towards a team victory later yeah. or something. Yeah, for yeah. the team weekend like if victory. You, yeah, if you have your number one player when they're doing the skills competition, say that's what they're chosen to do to do the skills competition. If they beat the opposing number one player from the other team, then your team gets one point. So I think it's all tallied up together, and then the team with the most points at the end of the event, I think it's a three day event, receives a cash bonus. So really cool. Uh, I still feel to kind of wrap this up and it's not, I'm not wrapping up like the end all. I just mean, we don't have much more to say. I still feel that I don't love the doubles. It's best shot doubles and not best and tough shot this year, which is ginormous improvement. That is a massive improvement. I still feel like an all-star weekend, maybe I'm just being picky do the skill shots as exhibition and then maybe do like a team thing, like more of a team, like 12 versus 12, like make it like the president's cup or whatever that is when they go overseas. Just like, I just feel like it could be different. That's me now just being picky. Every, yeah, every, every single year they're going to consistently improve on it. I mean, maybe next year they just take the 12 players from each team and they make it literally like the NBA all-star break to where, you know, you have these small competitions, but then there's a massive match play event afterwards, and it turns into a President's Cup-style type tournament, in a sense, or All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of options. We'll- oh, no, everybody. <laughs> this, is, this is a mixture of uh, me and uh, not Ben. That was me. 
I somehow killed Nick from the call. So it looks like uh, we're going to have to figure that out, resume the call there and figure out what happened. Uh, so bear with us as we get through this. Um, we're going to try to add Haley in here in just a minute. Nick, you're back on. And yes, because we didn't have this conversation earlier, I think she's either going to have to call us or I'm going to have to get her contact because apparently it's not connecting. So. <laughs> oh, no. And I don't know. We've tried this before. An invite doesn't necessarily work if we've never connected. So, like, during a, a call here. So, we'll, we'll see here. We'll, we'll manage this live. That's why we have a producer now, so I don't have to do any of this. But some of this on the fly is a little bit new for Ben, so we'll work together. Um, we've got some questions for her. And actually, um, I would be kind of interested... Um, and what you think, before we get into the call, we've never done this, what you think would be interesting to talk to her about and to see like what she responds with. This is right pre-show. So is there anything that stands out to you that you would like to know? And there's some things, obviously, we can't, we can't talk to her about. So let's welcome to the show. Uh, I see her username is King Haley. So King Haley, welcome her to the show. Not here, so everything's been pretty chill. Where okay. is here? Uh, just the east side of Charlotte. Nice. And that's something, I know that's going to be a question we bring up, but we might as well bring it up now. In the off-season, you decided to not only move manufacturers, but you moved states. So tell us what was the decision-making and all that. Uh, since the first time I came to Charlotte, I, you know, toured the city and I instantly fell in love with it. And I just had this weird connection with the disc golfers that I just figured I had to move out here to see what it was about. And ever since I moved, it's been probably the best decision I've ever made. Wow. That's rated pretty high. The best decision ever. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, wish nothing but success for you on that decision. Uh, before we get further in here, are you okay if we take some live calls tonight from some guests so they can ask you some questions? Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. So I just wanted to put it out there so they can think up these questions because we're going to open it up. Not yet. It's not open yet, but I want them to think through what they might have for questions for you. Um, we're excited that you're on here. Um, can you talk a little bit, this move that you made, what are some significant differences that you notice about whether it's disc golf courses in that area from where you are, where you grew up or where you were residing? And so the courses and maybe the weather, is there any significant weather difference? Yeah. I mean, the weather feels like, uh, like a good fall day in Wisconsin. So wow like during our winters. So for me, it's like 30 degrees out. I have to wear a hoodie and pants and maybe bring hand warmers and I'm good to play two, three rounds. Uh, I don't know. It's really enjoyable being out here. It barely snowed. I think it snowed twice and it's been ice the one time and maybe half an inch the second time. So it's allowing me to play a lot of disc golf. The disc golf courses are really different here. There's, first of all, there's a hundred within a mile. So it's really nice. It's a big change from having maybe three courses within a 30 minute drive so yeah it's a big big change are you are you Isn't speaking kind of in hyperbole as in like kind of making things a hundred within a mile or is that just like like is that a real number or you're just kind of like saying it's a lot it there's just a lot of okay. disc golf courses. <laughs> i'm like how I, the whole town that area is, is i honestly wouldn't even be surprised it's yeah. insane. Isn't it kind of funny though? So, you know, obviously I used to live in Massachusetts. You used to live in Wisconsin. We dealt with snow all the time. We dealt with 
you know, a foot of snow what seemed like every single other week. Down here, since I moved to Virginia, they get two inches, and the whole state's in a state of emergency. Everyone forgets how to drive. I drive by, I'll see three accidents, all little fender benders because no one realizes that it takes a little bit longer to stop and you probably shouldn't go as fast. I know the Charlotte area is probably very similar to where these people don't experience snow a lot, but here in Virginia, we've had lingering snow now for, I want to say like the last two weeks and I'm, I'm getting pretty fed up with it. So I decided to go to Florida on Wednesday. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> Going to Florida. <laughs> Going to Florida. Um, I have a whole bunch of things I thought about. First of all, like congratulations on the sponsor move. I was in Indiana, well, Chicago area, and I was traveling, and you made an announcement. I was like, there it is. Haley King made the announcement. Uh, so psyched. I told my son, who's a junior on Innova's junior team, and he, the biggest smile, I just want you to know, he's like, Really? Really? Because he was so happy because, you know, sponsor changes, people leave in teams and all that. So he's very excited that you're there. Let me ask, how do you think this sponsor change is going to make you a better player going forward? Have you thought about that? You made this decision, obviously, for your better. So how do you think it's going to help you? Well, for me, I just, you know, I wanted a change and having Innova be that change. They are completely behind me. They're pushing me to do what I want to do to what allows me to be my best player and they're going to be giving me the tools and many options to get me there. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Right. So you'll be playing with a totally new lineup of discs. Um, I'm sure they're not all totally brand new to you, but you haven't been playing with them obviously recently. How does this, um, change of discs, does it inspire you? Cause I hear a lot of players talk about like the new, uh, I don't know what the right word is here. Energy behind trying to learn a new bag. Does it inspire you? Yeah, for me, definitely, it it definitely excites me. I really like learning just anything, period. So learning a new company's molds gives me so many more opportunities to learn what I actually want as a player because I'm just continuing to develop. Like, I don't know, I'm, I still feel like I'm a beginner. I still feel like it's my first year out on the road. So having these new discs are going to allow me to do a lot more than I was able to. Do you think we're going to be, I know this is kind of a tough question, but seeing as how well you played last year, multiple elite series wins, great finishes all across the board. You are switching to a new company during this off season. You are learning the new molds. Are you kind of setting that goal to be say a better player than last year? Or are you like, you know what? This is my first year with these discs. Let's just see how it goes. What is kind of your mental mindset going into the next year? Um, I, I'm full steam ahead. I think I can still win these events and everything. It's the plastic change isn't, isn't too big of a deal. Um, I found a lot more molds at Innova that suit me a lot better. So having that, I have a lot more confidence in that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty nice. confident. Yeah. So I'm interested because we're talking about like, Hey, what will this year look like? We're kind of doing that. We're like compared to like previous years and all that people are curious to know. Can I get you, and it's maybe putting you on the spot, but a number one through 10 for how you would rate last year's, like the total performance, like 2021, what would you rate it one through 10? What's your gut tell you? I think performance wise, I could have done better. I could have made decisions before this season started to make it a better outcome, but Based on what I started with, I would give myself an easy eight. There was a lot of stuff that I was going through that I managed to push through with the help of my friends. So it was, I ranked that season really high for myself. Okay. And so full steam ahead for this year. 
eight is pretty high. You feel confident that you can keep your level because you know how to throw a disc. Yeah. Okay, cool. What are you most excited for with the switch to Innovo? What are you most excited for going out on the road? Do you feel like anything's going to be a little bit different? Or is it just, you know what, I'm going out to play disc golf. All it is is, you know, it's not a heat anymore. It's a Mako 3 kind of thing or T-Bird. Yeah, I would say it's more so just playing more disc golf, you know, the same stuff. But I get the chance to, you know, meet more people, especially within the Innova team and just become more of a family with them and just, you know, grow my outreach of people that I want to meet and everything. Now, this might be a question that, you know, answered how you will. Were there any other companies that you were asking for, let's say X amount of dollars or whatever? Were there any other companies that you're shopping around? Like what, what made Innova the main reason you wanted to go there? Yeah. I mean, of course there are other companies There usually are when a player, you know, leaves a team early, but I, Innova has been chasing me since day one, and I have always wanted to be on Innova. I first started with a destroyer and a wraith, so for me, it was more so like it's time for me to join Innova. Like the separation, just I wanted to join Innova, and mm -hmm. it wasn't you know money wasn't a factor or anything. It was just I wanted to you know almost go home in a way. Everyone that I grew up around was on Innova, so I already met half the team and. Yeah, now I'm on the team. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nick Nick might disagree because he has to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think Innova is the Innova is inarguably the biggest out there, and I think and I'm not going to make him speak on that. But <laughs> it is massive, and the team that you just joined comes from a great root of history. Uh, I mean, Ken Climo, Juliana Corver, all these huge names, and uh, you're now part of that team. I'm assuming that you're going to set a legacy here as well. You have plans to stick it out. Um, let, let's ask a little bit. We got questions all over the board, chat room, all that. We're going to let them do some calls here in a little bit. Let me ask just a little bit on the tour. Do you have any plans? Uh, have you planned out? Like, do you want to go to Europe if the tour heads over there? Like it's planning to. Yeah, I would really like to go to Europe right now. I just, I'm trying, I just moved to Charlotte. So I'm still getting like my license changed and everything. So I haven't been able to get a passport. So if I can get my passport in time to go to European Championships, I will be going. But with the passport process right now, it's not looking good. <laughs> okay. And part of that question for me comes from the excitement behind seeing you, uh, a top FPO player, competing with other top FPO players, which we can do in the U.S., but like the Euro there's a whole conversation about the top European FPO players. Does it excite you? Um to play against all of the best. And, and like, so generally speaking, what I'm saying is when all of the best are together and, and whatever that means to you, um, like to, how does that inspire you when you are all together? Does it excite you? Or are you like, eh, you can stay over there. We'll keep our limelight over here. No, I think it's like the absolute best thing when everybody comes together and is competing and it's, you know, not for me to say who's the best. It's just we all love disc golf and we're all here. Like the Europeans are traveling across the, mm -hmm. the world to come play with us. So I think it's just more exciting to be able to see this talent from so far away. The, you know, we don't speak the same language. Like mm. it's cool mm -hmm. that we're able to do that and I'm share the compassion for the sport. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, speaking of the Europeans, we've already seen a multiple amount of FBO players announcing their kind of stage one of coming to the U.S. A lot of early disc golf pro tour events. Kristen, um, I think Evelina and Henna. I'm not sure if they announced it, but I'm pretty sure. I feel like I've heard it through the grapevine. They're a couple of players a bit. So now we have more competition coming to the U.S. With the way you played last year, you're obviously in contention to win you know, possibility every single tournament, but every single year, there's always something that you feel like you can change or work on. What do you think right now is holding you back from winning every single other event? Like what, what part of your game do you really feel like you need to work on? Probably my decision-making. I think I'm at the point to where I can throw almost every single shot that I want to on demand. It's just, I don't choose the right shot at the right time. And that leads to a lot of strokes being left on the field. Yeah, that was a that was a packed question. How do you win every tournament, Haley? What what are your yeah. plans so you win every tournament? Um, hey, people have done it, you know. Uh, Paul McBeth, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but she could do it, and I just want to say, like, there's a smile on my face, and it's genuine. I really do get this excited thinking about the competition that you bring to the FPO scene and the excitement that that division has brought to us. And as of late, meaning the last year specifically, and I'm not trying to throw shade on amazing accomplishments before, but it is getting so exciting. It was, again, not to throw shade, it was somewhat hard to talk sometimes years ago about the FPO. You could say, okay, page one again, page one again, page one. Like now it's like, there is a story to be told and you're part of that. Um, so let me ask you this, cause this is something that came up in my mind. And again, we want you to answer or don't answer anything that we ask you. That's up to you. We don't even have to give you permission to do that. But top players are really starting to examine their worth. We're seeing it all over. Kona made an announcement. Kristen Tatar made an announcement. And they gave dollar values. Not everybody's doing that, but they did. Um, so when you made your change, one, did you have an agent or a manager help you with that? And do you feel like you're getting compensated what you're worth? So I did not use an agent. I went by myself. Um, I will be having an agent next year. Uh, I, I mean, it's really hard to state someone's worth, especially in a sport that's just so new. I mean, you have Paul Macbeth getting paid a million dollars a year, and then, you know, some people not even getting paid at all that's on the road. And it's just, I think it's really hard for me as myself to state my worth, but Am I getting compensated? Do I, am I getting what I want? Yeah, I'm, I'm living like they're supporting me enough to where, you know, I can eat and everything and I'm happy with the deal I got. Yeah. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. We're happy for you. Thank you. So you, well, let's, t let's go to real quick, the disc talk, and then we're going to open up the calls here. So everybody's probably asking you, I don't know how many interviews you've done or you haven't done, but the question that the fans and I guess we're interested to know too in the end of a lineup, you don't have to compare it to Discraft, but what are you finding as your like go tos you're interested in pursuing further in the end of a lineup right now? Well, I really like the Gator, the Pig, the Innovator, and obviously the Destroyers and the Wraiths. My something I didn't have previously was a high-speed fairway driver that is straight to flippy instead of just being whatever. Um, 
I have recently found the Hawkeye or the previously known as the FD by, you know, Dismania. Um, those discs, I am really leaning on a lot, and it's actually opening up a variety of shots that I didn't think I had before. Interesting. So the pig is a part of that conversation. Um, have you checked out, and, and this is just me throwing out names now, the AVR X3? Have you tried that yet? Yeah, I've tried it, and that'll be, I'll definitely be begging that disc, but I don't know. I'm really liking the pig and the invader for that. I'll probably put the AVR X3 in on certain courses if it's like, I don't know, certain situations. So you, you like the thumb track that the pig brings? Is that part of it, or just the flight shirts purely? I think it's interesting and it's something that I've never really felt before. So it's comfortable in my hand and I really like the way it flies. Cool. I've never even heard of the invader before. I don't think so. I have no idea what kind of disc that is. Is that a slower speed overstable? Yeah. You know, it's, kinda... it's a putt and approach disc. Some people putt with them, but I really like the feel for throwing. Gotcha. I think that's one thing that a lot of people do want to know though is one, what made you choose the Mako 3 as your first? I don't know if it was a tour series disc or more of a fundraiser disc, kind of just like a kickoff of, you know, congratulating you being on the team and everything. And then also, what is your go-to putter right now? Are you still cycling through different types of putters or have you found one that you're like, you know what, this is what I like? Okay, so the Mako 3 was basically a disc that we could get out to the people, my fans that wanted to support the Switch. Um, Chose the Mako 3 because I really like the Halo Mako 3, the first disc I actually threw from my allotment for trying out for Anova or whatever. Uh, it was the Halo Mako 3, and I instantly fell in love with it, and Dave was just like, all right, let's get some with your name on it out there so people can get some and you know help support you even more. Uh, I really am liking the Firefly. I like, yeah, I like the Firefly. It's a great disc. It, I believe the Firefly is the old P2, which that is the disc that I first started using when I was putting, and that's when I felt my most confident was with that putter. It just fits really nice in my hand. Um, you're Haley King, so I'm sure the answer is no, but are you having trouble finding those uh, Fireflies? Oh. <laughs> no. I knew the answer would be no. I have a few, but I had to like <laughs> scrap to get them, uh, so that's really cool. Um, Nate Sexton as a team captain has got to be pretty cool too, to be on a team with Nate Sexton. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the tour questions and then we're opening up the phone line. I'm letting Ben know that's happening right after this. Um, are you planning to hit all of the pro tour stops, including silver series or only the main stops? Some silver, what do you have any plans in mind? I will be getting, I'm signed up for every single pro tour stop so far that's in the States and I might have to skip one or two because I have to get my wisdom teeth pulled this mm. year. And yeah, so I might have to skip an event for that, but no Silver Series planned as of now. And yeah, basically I'm just planning on playing all the big events. I kind of want some time to go home and just make sure I'm doing all right mentally and physically. It's, it's pretty awesome to hear that. And I want to say the reason being is I think Disc Golf and the Disc Golf Pro Tour is trying to make the silver series events as not as big obviously as pro tour events and so a lot of these big name players like the Haley kings the paul mcbeths the rickies the Paige pierces might not go to these events as much as they have in years past and so i'm really curious if in the next two years is the silver series literally just kind of like the amateur pro tour and then you have the actual disc golf pro tour i know time off is an incredible thing 
the disc golf seasons are getting busier and busier. It seems like every single year, um, especially now with, you know, potential to go back to Europe and everything like that. So kind of, it, it is pretty cool to hear that, you know, you as a player are looking at that as like, you know what, I need to potentially help out my mental game. And that just means sometimes just going home for a week or two at a time and then bouncing right back on the road. Um, I know you bought a van last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you were kind of in the stages of re-renovating it. Is that a process that's still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. Um, Joey Tamale, everyone knows Joey. He is actually coming out next week or the week after to help me finish my van. Um, not sure when I'll really be using it because the way the tour falls this year is there's lots of breaks. So if I have like a three, you know, three events in a row or something, if I'll be gone for a month or two. I'll use my van, but if I'm only out for two, three weeks, like I'm going to come home and just ride in my Jeep. Oh, absolutely. All right, everybody. We have opened up the phone lines. If you have a question, go ahead and call in and uh, we'll let you talk to Haley. It should be noted while we're in this transition process for the show, unfortunately you will not hear Haley in this call. So ask your question and then uh, she can respond to it. She will hear it but you will not hear her for the moment being. So welcome to the show. Uh, you got through. Would you ask your question to Haley, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Joe calling in from Utah. Um, Haley, I just want to tell you, I am a big fan of yours. I think you're definitely one of the, the, the scariest FPO players for anybody else in the division to deal with. Um, obviously, your objective feeling is, is well, I mean, we haven't even seen it at this point. Um, however, I would say if we had to kind of analyze your game, one of the things that I, I think personally I kind of noticed um, just watching you play is usually when you're still in contention or in competition later into the rounds of a tournament, if your decision-making, which I, I know you talked about already your decision-making process, but if you've made a bad decision or two and things start to go bad, that from a mental toughness perspective, sometimes you have a bit of a challenge really rebounding and, and getting over that bad mistake and moving forward in a positive way. So I guess my question is, do you have any plans or have you thought very much at all uh, over the last, uh, over this last off season about how you plan to attack your mental toughness and, and staying in the moment and not letting those small mistakes get to you to the point where it might ruin the entire round and take you out of the tournament, which unfortunately we've seen happen in the past. Thanks a lot. Big fan. Bye. Thanks for the call, Joe. Yeah, so I feel like most of the time when I'm playing disc golf, when I'm, you know, upset or I'm having a blow up or something, it isn't necessarily disc golf related. It's stuff that I'm dealing with outside of disc golf that I just can't keep out of the tournament round. So with that being said, I am doing my best this year to just once I step on or even when I wake up for the tournament, you know, the first day of the tournament, I'm just going to make sure that I'm focused only on disc golf until the tournament ends. And that's, that's definitely going to help a lot. I've been, you know, at a couple of the events this year, I've been able to do that with the help of my friends and it's paid off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're waiting here to see if any other callers make it in. I think Nick and I asked so many questions they are sitting there going, what else can we ask? Yeah. But if you have it, we're going to leave it open for another uh, 30 seconds here. So feel free to call in. Um, so let's see here. Um, we talked about not being able to go to Europe most likely. Oh, here's a, here's one for you. You just made the move. Did you bring the cat and the lizard with you or was the lizard not? I don't remember how that went. Do you have those pets with you? 
Yeah, so I moved with my twin sister, her boyfriend, and my older sister. Um, that allowed me to make sure that they had a home because my parents are moving from Mexico, and I just want to make sure my siblings are going to be okay, you know, have a home while I'm gone. So with them moving along with me, we were able to bring all of our pets. So we do still have the lizard. She's actually in brumation, I believe you call it. Wow. It's like hybrid. Um, and yeah, the cats are up here sleeping right now. Awesome. That was one of my favorite parts of the last call we did. It was nothing disc golf related. I'm like, what's that animal behind you? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and That's I would, funny. I would win like who wants to be a millionaire if I could remember the name, but for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the lizard. It's Lucy. Lu okay. Maybe, maybe I don't remember that. <laughs> Lucy it is. <laughs> I will file it away for next time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. There you go. I think on a uh, tour standpoint, a lot of questions that we've asked people recently is their excitement for next year. But like, what, it, what is that one event that you haven't won yet that you really want to win? And this is kind of like, besides, we all know everyone wants to win the world championships, but is there just a regular pro tour event, a silver series, an A tier, whatever that you just really want to go out and win it? I wanted to win Ledgestone for the longest time. Like I thought that would be my first event I'd win and I have still yet to get it. So Ledgestone, that's the one I have to win. Mm-hmm. And then what's been your favorite win so far? My favorite win so far would be, it would be GMC from, yeah. you know, losing it the year before and yeah. then stick through it and pull it off. This. Going out and murdering one of the rounds at Fox <laughs> run. Yeah, that, that would be my favorite as well. All right. <laughs> we lined up another caller. So let's go ahead and bring him into the show here. Welcome to the show. Ask your question to Haley. Hey, Haley, this is Daniel in Texas. Um, I've been looking at your PDJ page, and it looks like your first tournament was only back in 2016, and you're already rated 970. So my question is, in your practice, do you play more uh, casual rounds to get better, or do you do a lot of field work? Just uh, How did you get so good so fast? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Daniel. So I really just like to play disc golf and the way I like to learn is going through those situations. Like it is very hard for me to make up a situation in a field that I'm going to use in a tournament. So for me, the best practice is going out to a disc golf course and putting myself in that position. Um, I forgot the rest of the question. I think that was it. <laughs> That's, yeah, that makes total sense though. I mean, it's, for when I go out to bigger tournaments, a lot of what I focus on is what am I throwing off the tee? What do I feel more comfortable, like most comfortable with throwing off the tee? And then just a lot of putting my upshots. I do take my time. I figure out, okay, if I'm, if I am in this position, I need to try to work on this shot. And if I do it horribly, I'll try again. But for the most part upshots, I don't take as much practice during like before big tournaments because 99.9% .9 of the time, where I threw it in practice is not where I'm going to land in the tournament. You know, like there's that par three where I could be putting from 30 feet. And then in the tournament, there's a little thing of OB and I always find that little thing of OB. It's just, <laughs> that's just how it is. But, um, yeah, I think kind of like practicing how you play in that sense. I know a lot of people do field work. I think field work's a great thing for developing your form and getting back into the good habits of, you know, trying to increase power accuracy and everything like that, but nothing beats going out to a course and just really hitting that line a few times in a row, hitting those putts from putting is what I mostly focus on. I'll go anywhere from 20 feet to 40 feet, especially if there's backups, I'll just stay at the, the, the basket until the next hole is ready to go. 
All right, we're going to take one more call here. And so let's go ahead and bring him into the call. Uh, go ahead and give your question to Haley and we'll let you go. And we're going to take this as our last call. So welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Matt. This is Brian Ralph, longtime listener. Thanks for hosting the show every week. Um, so Haley, I've been a really big fan. And I think that with the FPO, you've really driven a lot of new viewership. What is something that you think you bring to the FPO that hasn't necessarily been there previous to you joining in on tour. Thanks guys. Hmm. Hey Brian, uh, what do I bring in? Um, I guess most importantly, the first thing that sticks out to me is I personally think I have the best backhand and forehand combo. Um, that is something we really haven't seen in the FPL field. Like, Kat has a great forehand, but she's not for, forehand dominant. And I mean, we can be all, I'll be honest, like Paige has a forehand, but she doesn't use it all. She'll use her backhand at 99% of the time. So I think that that my forehand and backhand is something new to the FPO field that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Wow. We're going to spec, we're not speculate. We're going to talk about that, analyze that answer after you go. I really like that. All right, if you have a few more minutes, would you mind if we bring in Stat Mando and we play a game called Stat or Fiction? Sure. Let's, let's do let's it. Do let's it. go ahead and get into Stat or Fiction, everybody. Evan's probably sitting back there still gloating <laughs> over his win from last week. <laughs> All right, everybody, Stat or Fiction. I just realized we lost the voice over there, presented by Stat Mando. So there you go. Um, Evan's going to take it away here, so let's get right into it. What do we got? Yeah, all right. Hoping for win number two. So, Haley King won three national tour events in 2021. Is that correct? That, that's correct. <laughs> um, so, the stat or fiction uh, leading into that is, uh, this marks the seventh national tour season in a row with one and only one women, woman excuse me, winning three or more national tour events in that season. So okay. that's, that's saying that for seven straight seasons, this excludes 2020 because there was no national tour season for seven straight seasons. Uh, one woman won three or more national tour events that season and no other woman won three or more. So one a season for seven straight seasons and Haley King did it this year being the seventh in a row. That's a lot of numbers. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of lost in it, but it seems like Haley's tracking. So I'm going to actually let Haley go first and we'll just react to that. Do you Cheater. need it reread? You can ask him. He'll do it again. Yeah, reread okay, that. Okay, go ahead. All right. So uh, Haley King won three national tour events in 2021. This marks the seventh national tour season in a row with one and only one woman winning three or more national tour events in that season. <clears throat> In a season. Yeah. Okay. And that's, yeah. Okay. So essentially what he's saying is what you did last year, has there only been one other player to do that every other year, like in that year? So, uh, I'm not going to make you go first. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take I'll a, go, yeah, I'll Nick, go first. Go ahead. I'll go fiction. I don't think that's happened. <sighs> I feel, I feel like it's a stat. I mean, I don't know. Oh, no. Now I have to pick between who I want to let get away because one of you is getting the points. Um, what's the right answer here? I don't know. I'm going to say 
fi- oh dang it fiction it is Follower. a stack oh. <laughs> so Haley, uh as i said won three national tour events in 2021 katrina allen was the only woman to win three or more she won three in 2019 uh, in 2018, it was only Paige with three. In 2017, it was only Paige with four. In 2016, it was only Katrina who ended up winning six that year. And then in 2014 and 2015, it was only Paige winning five in both years. Uh, in 2012 and 2013, no woman won three or more events. And, well, there you go. And notably, uh, Haley did it in four events, which is the least amount of events, national tour events in a season that anyone, any woman has won three or more yeah. events that season if i do math three out of four right i'm not that dumb that's 75 percent of the events she played in yep. the nt she won yeah I, okay that's <laughs> he's like matt just shut up like in 2016 <laughs> katrina won 100 percent of the national tour <laughs> events so like there has been better percentages but no one's won three okay. or more with less starts okay i love how stats work he's like if we clarify <laughs> we can make anything work okay question yeah. number or stat or fiction number two uh all right um, Haley King's win at the 2021 Green Mountain Championship, right? Green Mountain Challenge. Why am I blanking on that? GMC. Okay, cool. Haley King's win at the 2021 Green Mountain Championship was her best event rating of her career. That's the average round rating for all the rounds in that event. Can you tell us what that is? Or is that not fair? I, I can look it up. Yep. Oh, he's going to look it up. Uh, but just generally speaking. You start, man. Yeah, I am going to say... I'll give you a hint. I'm, she popped off like a 1057 yeah, but rated I'm, round or something like that. It's 1052. We do this every week, but I haven't. It still gets a little funny to me to talk about the player in front of their face like this. I'm like, she had one really up round, one mediocre round. I'm this is how I'm playing it out in my head, but like a really up round. Would that be enough to balance it out? Um, Man, you've had some really good appearances, Haley. Like, it's hard to say. That was a really good round, though. Um, all right, my answer is stat. I'm going to go stat. I, I'm just going to say it equaled out. Wait, I before I cut off Haley, because technically she would be the next one to go, <laughs> but she has the advantage. So if I wait for Haley to answer, then I have an advantage. And is True. that fair to Matt? True, no. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Haley, go ahead. Wait, so Justin 2021? Uh, no, this is for your career. I mean, it would have to be, I think. Oh, good, good, good. I'm breathing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. I got skunked last week. Like, I didn't get a single point. I got goose-egged. And so now I'm like, is there a tournament? GMC usually rates pretty well. So does Jonesboro, though, and so does Ledgestone. Those all rate pretty well. Would you finish at Ledgestone this year? I don't wait. What? What did? How? What, what was your placing at Ledgestone? Uh, she finished fifth. Yeah. I don't know, but she just had this big. I, I gotta go fiction now. I don't know. I saw the body movement. I gotta go fiction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is fiction. Oh, oh let's go. Uh, her Bailey best- knows what it is. Was it a tournament in Washington? No, it was actually GMC in 2020. You averaged a 1,000 rating. Uh, you had two 993s and then two uh, 1,007s. At the 2021 GMC, you averaged a 997. Oh, so close, though. 
I mean, as far as rating goes, you can almost call those the same, but uh, yeah, technically just barely lower. But those are your top two. Damn. I I actually right. like I I'm knew she had some, I yeah. got lucky. Yeah. Well, you went against the player themselves and you got a point. That'll never happen again. <laughs> Well, let's see. she she made this massive body movement where I'm like, okay, maybe I said something that like clicked. And I, I'm I'm I was trying to think of big events that rate pretty well. I know like she won in Texas, but Texas doesn't always rate very well. And so that's why I'm kind of like, where does she play really well at that rated well? I'm thinking like, all right, U.S. woman, whatever. So Ledgestone was the one that I was potentially thinking, but um, or something like Vegas. But anyways, I'm glad I got the point. Anyways, <laughs> I have a goose egg now. I have to come in strong at the end. All right, what do we got? All right, uh, changing up the uh, the categories a little bit. Um, so Scott Stokely is making his return to uh, the Elite Series Tour. Um, so this is the lead-in part. Simon Lazat is 3-0 and versus Scott Stokely all time. They've played three events. Simon's beat him every single time. The stat or fiction is Simon has won the event, out, has won the event outright each of those times. So every single time Scott Stokely's in the field, Simon Lazat has won the event. Wow. So I'm not first. It's Haley. <laughs> so what do you got, Haley? A fiction. I don't know. That sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're up. I know. I'm trying to think of tournament Simon fiction. won. Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I want to say fiction. I just, you know, if, whatever, fiction. Stat, baby. I was just waiting for both of you to pick fiction. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, this was a while ago. Now, I'm not saying Scott Stokely would have been worse a while ago, but maybe Simon Lazat. Love you, brother. Simon Lazat might have been better a while ago. When Scott was playing, I don't know. I also had to say stat to have a chance here, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, but wasn't it more so like Simon won those tournaments yes. that Scott was at that he competed at? So, yes. I mean, back then, it would have been better. He was better back then. Scott was better, but wasn't Simon too, or no? <laughs> yes, I mean, if Simon won those events, then he'd be better. Well, let's see what the answer says. All right, this is fiction. Oh, had but, the dice. but it is only barely fiction. Simon has won two out of the three events. Um, there was only one event that Scott Stokely was in the field out of the three that Simon did not win, and it was the 2015 Memorial which was uh, Jeremy Colling's playoff win over Macbeth with Simon finishing oh, yeah. in third. So he has podiumed every single time. <laughs> I had to roll the dice, like just go opposite. I was so happy it set up, but so close, but so far away. You guys tied, which means Evan's scrambling for a tiebreaker. Yeah, I uh, got nothing. I, I got one. No, I got one. Um, Okay. This one, it's not going to be a number. It's going to be a player. So we'll have to pick who goes first uh, and maybe alternate until we get it. Um, but who has the most national tour uh, wins in a single season in FPO? I'll give you a hint. They won eight in a single season. I'm not going to say what year, but they won eight. Who's going first? You want me to go first, Haley? What? Do you want me to go first? Sure. All right, I'll say Elaine King. I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking Paige Pierce. Is that your guess? Yeah. All right, you're both wrong. Let's do one more round. Okay. Yeah. 
right. I, I have two in my head. I'm going to name the one that I think is the person with Juliana Corver. And then if I get that wrong, I have one more afterwards. Okay. I'm going to go with Sarah Holcomb. Both wrong again. All right. Give me, we, one, one, give me one, one more round. round. I got my last okay. One. Third yeah, yeah, one more round. round. Let, let Haley go one. first on this on one. So the advantage is not always Nick. Haley's up. All right. Cat? Allen? Val Jenkins. Oh, my goodness, guys. Really? None of those. All right. I'm a. I'm going to say it, but then I got to find a new tiebreaker. All right. Should I just, should we do one more round and I'll just give a hint? Let's do it this way. Uh, We've no, done this way before. Do just have it like free for all. Whoever says it first, not back and forth. All right. All right. Three, just... two, one. I don't know. I'm trying to think of another player. You're saying eight events in one season. Yeah. Eight national tours in one season. This is where I need to know if Paul's listening to the show, Paul text me ASAP. I need this. I need this win. I, I didn't even look at the chat if they got any, but um, um, they're already saying so answers. Oh, Des Redding. Oh, is that it? That's a, that's a big one. Yeah, that's I it. win. I win. That's I a big back. one. Oh, uh, Des Redding not only has the record for the most, she also has the second most in a single season. She won eight in 2007 and seven in 2006. Um, there is a chunk with six, uh, Val Jenkins twice, Katrina Allen once, and Juana once. And then, you know, Paige won five a few times, Des won five again. All right. That was thanks to Heiser Ponics live chat. I always forget about Des Redding, and that's not an insult and, to her because I've actually seen her play, and I was kind of blown away by like she had really, really good putts the round I was watching. I think it was years and years ago at MPP Open, but um, I'm pretty stoked she's coming back on the road for next year. So I'm pretty stoked about that whole new sponsorship and everything. How do you how do you want to officially break this tie? Uh, should we do it NFL playoff style and just flip a <laughs> coin? I was gonna say we can do rock paper scissors shoot off screen. So like I'll put no, it, do it on. So I'm not looking. Oh, no, you could do it on screen well, though. Then, you can do it on screen. If something the same as you normally if do. Something la- if something lags and oh. I see something or Haley sees something, so oh. go right. Pick pick what you want. This is what statter fiction has come to. <laughs> Bam. Uh, you both <laughs> did scissors. <laughs> I hit my again. Out. Go again. You both did scissors. All right. Ready. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. Oh, scissors beats Haley. Nick did the scissors. Haley did the paper. That's how it goes down with rock, paper, scissors. But we're we're just turning into a game show at this point. <laughs> a game show where we like just arbitrarily pick how people win. Okay, let's go. Let's get out of the game here. And uh, we want to say thank you, Haley, so much for your. Oh. You can still hear me, but you can't see us. You're going to have to hit three up or two up or something to reset that. But um, there we are. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Haley. Uh, we asked you a lot of questions. You answered them tremendously. You made us have a good time. Uh, is there anything that we missed talking about that you're like, I really wish I had the opportunity to say, or are we all good? We're all good. Sweet. Awesome. Again, thank you very much. I, you had to create a new Skype user just for this and everything. So we, we feel honored. Yeah. You, it's a burner account. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. And thank you all for watching. Have a good night. All Have a good right, night. Everybody. See you in Waco. Yeah. Peace yeah. out, Ailey. Peace. Oh, man. Uh, it was definitely 
smiling there, having a good time. Evan, some good questions. Uh, it's kind of funny how the uh, tiebreaker went down, but yeah, right. It might. I someone someone posted in the chat saying Des Redding's going on tour. I think it was Sue in question marks. Am I wrong to say that? I'm pretty sure I read a Here, post that. Let's line her up. Let's line her up as a guest. Uh, try to for yeah. next week. And I would love to get her, her and Yeti on at the same time. They're such OGs in our sport and they do so much outreach, I think with the edge program or whatever Innova runs. Um, with, well, there's a whole know, bunch to be said there actually. Yeah. Uh, I actually will say that we were contacted by the Redding family, if you will. And we're definitely going to give them an opportunity to come on the show because a lot of things are changing for them this year. And uh, that's actually an interesting story to be told. But yes, Des is, and it's actually, it is a big story. She just signed with Mint. Mint. Yeah, is M-I-N-T. Yeah. And that's a disc company that's pretty small. Yeah, they're based out of Texas, which is where she's from. So, And she was oh, nice. with Innova forever. So yeah. it's anyway. I know Yeti. Yeah. Yeah, I know Yeti stayed with uh, Innova. What, what am I... You know, I, I remember Yeti for when I first got into disc golf, it was Gerald Davis and Jay Yeti Redding at the MVP Open. And everyone was wearing a bunch of sweater vests. They switched it up. And Yeti's obviously such a, like, a great, charismatic person. And then actually at Worlds this past year when I was out in Utah, I was walking by somewhere, I think. Or no, it was Waco of last year. It was at Waco. We were watching Hole 18. Everything unfolds. And Yeti looked at me. He's like, yo, what's up, Nick? And I was like, oh, my God. Like. Jay knows who I am. So if you're listening to this, Jay, you made my year last year very early on. Just, you know, I, you know, I think he's a great player. I love his putting style. He's a badass putter. And uh, I've seen a ton of, ton of videos of him. So for him to come up, say hello, that was really, really cool. Yeah. He uh, reached out to us and he's like, love the show. Listen regular, like kind of thing. And I'm like, wow. So we definitely uh, will try to line that up. I got to remember yeah. there's a lot going on in my life. I got to remember to yeah, line, right. line that guest up. Um, Let's do this. Let's go into um, calls wide open for the Nick and Matt show about any topic. This is not Friday, free be free for all Friday or whatever people say for their call-in shows. This is like Monday, we're out of topics, give us your own kind of show. <laughs> but let's go ahead and in the intro there, Ben. Hello. Hello, man. Hello. Hola. All right, so. We're opening it up. That means if you have something that you feel like we missed or there's something that you don't feel like we missed but you want us to elaborate on or you want to share your opinion, just a reminder, you will be able to talk to Nick and he will hear you. But Nick right now, um, how does that work? You won't be able to hear Nick. So just sit tight. You get I'll, wait. Call. Yeah. I'll wait like five seconds for them to jump back on the stream. Oh, true. Yeah. But uh, we can answer. They can hear us. So. Colin, literally, what's a topic right now that we missed that you feel um, we should talk about? Or what's a topic that you just want us to talk about or you want to talk about? You want to shout out your, your product? This is your opportunity to get free advertising. <laughs> yeah, we got all the Let's products. Let's not go down that direction. Yeah. No. <laughs> actually, try not to do that. Actually, we're soon to announce a really awesome sponsor for the show, um, you will be hearing about that. We're really excited about that. So, yeah, that one should be coming up very soon. I guess, kind of as a filler talk, you know, guys, Vegas is one month away. The mm. Vegas, the start of the Disc Golf Pro Tour for the 2022 season is just about upon us. 
And I do. So I'm super excited. I have some exciting news. Uh, we asked that Mando will actually be at Las Vegas challenge. Whoa. Oh, so, look at you. At the minimum, just like kind of cool kick off the year. Just kind of mm-hmm. be there and enjoy. I mean, get, get out of this cold sp- spree we got up here in New England. Um, I'll tell you this. Maybe two years ago cool when I was in too. Vegas, it was 40 degrees. I will so take that in great. a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Real yeah. quick. We had someone call in, and I don't know how, but we hung up on them. So call back in. Um, yeah, Vegas. I was down there. Luckily, the first year they gave away the Sexton Firebirds, the Vegas edition. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was getting a royal like income off of selling two of those for like three fifty. <laughs> I'm like crying now because it's like I could have sold two of those for like two grand now. So what? Yeah, that's crazy. All right, we got a caller here yeah. on the show. What what did we miss talking about? What do you want to talk about? Welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Oh. Um, hey, first I got a Z-Rock that I need to sell, a Camaro. Um, just thought that I would say that. <laughs> All but, right. Uh, no, really my, uh, hot take is Katrina's big, uh, deal that she signed is with Nike sponsor, open bag, still throwing whatever she wants to throw. All right. Now, do you have insider scoops or you're just making a hot take out of thin air? Oh, just making up stuff buddy <laughs> just making up stuff buddy um nice. interesting um how do you feel it, support that any way you want i know you're making it up out of thin air but like what do you think how, how might that happen and what would the benefits of that be for her well no i think uh, if a player could actually get a sponsorship to a big company like a nike or adidas or something like that um i think that would be awesome and it wouldn't put as much stress on uh, the companies, the disc golf companies, to actually afford these huge contracts all the time. Good point. And do you think for someone like Nike, let's just throw out there some of these relevant other financial deals in the FPO world. $125,000 a year, let's say. For someone like Nike, that's a splash in the pond. It might not even be worth their time. But at the same time, in the disc golf world, that would make a massive splash to where yep. the exposure, I think Nike would be very happy with. Uh, interesting take there. Um, we'll see where she goes. Do you have now no hot take? Do you have any inklings of where she's actually might be going? Oh, I was a DGA guy from the okay. beginning. I always thought that that would be the spot she ended up, but we'll see. All right. Well, thanks for your call, man. Uh, anytime. All right, thanks. All right. Bye. So if I just thought of this, if you're out there listening right now and you know where Katrina Allen's going, just call in. Don't give us your name you can talk really raspy. Just be like, <laughs> I know where she's going. <laughs> Is this Batman? Like, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so nice. we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, call in. Let us know uh, yeah. what you think we missed talking about. Give us your takes. Give us something to, to debate, whatever you want. This is not debate night. This is just. Our- yeah, I, I think. I think Kat only wears Nike. So, I mean, hopefully that one day happens in our sport. I would love to see a pro sponsored by a multi-billion dollar company and them getting into the sport more, being active with it. Um, Do you when know that's going to happen, I mean, I think another five to ten years. But Do you know why that it might have even came up with that caller? Is because, did you see, I think it was Katie? Is that again the second week in a row she's coming up? 
Was it Katie, one of the European FPO players, is sponsored by Nike? Yeah, she's not the only oh, one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, yeah. did you see that? Macbeth I, is really quick to be like, hey, she's not the first. Yeah, and well, I think on top of that, uh, I think the is she finish, I'm guessing, that they might actually have an easier opportunity to get sponsored by Nike because there's um it's like kind of almost like a subdivision of Nike, right? For a different country. So it's yes. like a whole different marketing department. They have a set budget by Nike and they can use, you know, Nike's name and likeness, but kind of choose who they want to do it in. And with Finland, with, you know, disc golf being a much more popular sport compared to the other sports here, we have so many other sports in line to be the top one that they can kind of see that put money in because their marketing budget's smaller. They're not going to be able to pay LeBron as Nike Finland, but they can pay disc golfers, you know, a fair disc golf wage and then get them sponsored. So. Whereas like Paige Pierce, Haley King, uh, Katrina Allen, they would have a much tougher time getting through Nike instead of going through like Nike Finland. It just doesn't work the same way. I agree. It's that's how it happened because it's easier. I don't want to belittle it, but it is easier. That's how it happened. It's still awesome. It's just, yeah, it's a, you just got to understand the context yep. around it, but still very cool for them to get sponsored by Nike. That makes apparel probably really nice. Getting some free disc golf polos <laughs> and then getting paid on top of that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't I didn't know that about the, you know, subdivision of Nike kind of thing for the European Finland area. I think that's pretty sweet. I do know, you know, one company mm-hmm. that kind of dipped their toes in was uh, McCade Golf, which is a very nice style of golf clothing. I know Paul did some work with them this last year. Um, I think that's what he was wearing for the last few tournaments of the year. So I don't know how much they're potentially going to come into our sport, but I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. Just a big clothing manufacturer. <laughs> hold on hold on we hear things in our headphones right now we don't have the caller live hold on we're gonna let you go live would you give us your take again uh welcome to the show go ahead and give us your take i think katrina allen's gonna go to mvp okay we need to uh see if you can say more than that is there anything else you can tell us that's basically <laughs> my whole opinion All right. Thank you so much for calling in to the Nick and Matt show. Um, We're going to let you go, but that was epic. And I'm trying to figure out, can you, can you figure out what was that that voice from? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, it was like almost like a Miss Piggy kind of voice. (laughs) No, but there's like, I, I have my, I think it's a kid. Do you recognize the voice though? No, but I I recognize the voice. It's from a movie. Like (laughs) it's Miss Piggy. I can't do it while I'm listening. Hold on. What is he doing? He's uh, he takes his headphones out. Nick is sitting back right now. He's, he's thinking. He's, he needs silence. I, yeah, I can't. I can't think of it the way I want. It's like when you're trying to think of a song with another song playing, you can't think of it. So give me like, I'm okay. literally gonna take my headphones out for a minute because okay. I, I need to figure We're gonna, this out. You can take them out. We're gonna take another call here. Yeah. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. You made it on. What What do you have to talk about? I think the next big contract to shop. Oh, I mean, I was gonna say not oh, really disc golf. Somebody is going to get sponsored by a gas station so they can actually afford to go to tournaments now. <laughs> okay. Like, hey, that's a fair take, but I don't, like, what gas station are you thinking? Like, BP or, like, Mobile or, like, any of those? Yeah, many of them. Somebody's going to be picking one up. How do you get a gas station sponsorship? What's your best tips for that? Drive to the event. Don't fly. I don't know. Drive to the event. <laughs> well, Okay, I'm going to add on to this because 
I think we're thinking too one dimensionally and you might get sponsorships. It's not like, like, yeah, they could give you free gas and you talk about it. But like, if you have, you know, your polo, you just have, you know, like, let's say Nick's for Discraft. Discraft here, like Sitgo is right here. Like everyone sees Sitgo every single time you throw or it's on the bag. Like they're just thinking, oh, like that's the gas company. Next time they drive by, they want to stop and get gas. Like that's all it is. It doesn't mean like it's not. Yeah. So uh, anyways, I appreciate this is actually kind of interesting. Maybe we'll do this segment more often. We'll see. We're going to have to start getting a call screener going here. But thank you for calling into the show. We appreciate it. So I I figured it out on my end. And actually, I didn't look at the chat first. I made sure not to look at it to give it away. But if you guys have ever seen the original trilogy of the Star Wars, so The Return of the Jedi, but he sounds very similar to like that Yoda who played, you know, that character, that voice. And especially when he said like, hmm, it was just like, oh, yeah, it just it took me a minute because he wasn't talking like Yoda. But the voice of it sounded like the one from, I don't know, what is it? The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi when Yoda dies. So I, I forget exactly which one. I haven't seen those ones in forever. But that, anyways, that's who it is. It's Maybe so, it's Miss Piggy too. But No, I think it was actually Katrina Allen. I think that's who called into our show. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. All right. So we have uh, another caller here. And you're helping get us through the offseason. We're at the very end of it or just about the very end of it. Thank you for calling in. What would you like to talk about? Oh, and then they hung up. That was they. They were scared. Um, so like, we made while we're, I mean, we'll we'll add in some filler really quick. <laughs> yeah. I was almost going to talk a little crap to uh, Smashbox TV today on Twitter, just all in fun, all yeah. in joking fun, because Katrina had announced on Twitter that was one of her areas where she said, "Hey, the announcement's coming out Wednesday," and then Smashbox TV tweeted at her saying, "Like, oh, wouldn't Tuesday be better?" So I was going to say, "Come on, Terry, we all know Monday is going to be better." You know, try to do it for tonight, but. I was like, so many people are going to take that the wrong way of like me trying to compete in that sense. And I was like, I was, I was playing Halo with my boys. And so I was like, I don't want to deal with like looking at my phone to try to like tell people what I meant by my tweet. But anyways, it was, I got it. It was all going to be at a good fun. Their shows on so late that it essentially is Wednesday. I'm just playing around, uh, of course. There's a friendly, there's a friendly um banter. I will sometimes tune into their show and sometimes our name comes up. Oh, those Nick and Mash show guys. And sometimes they come up on our show. It is what it is. I think we should do okay. This is going back to foundation days. Hunter and Trevor versus Nick and Matt versus Terry and Johnny. That could be actually, and there's other shows too. We should just have them yeah, all Jordan sign Castro, up. Yeah, Castro's got a new show. We'll have to go against Castro and his co-host. We'll have to go against Sexton and his co-host because I think Nate finally posted Dude, another episode. Tournament recently, right? of the podcast or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. That would be pretty yeah, epic. Exactly. We'll have to We'll have to somehow figure that out. You just couldn't but, mic everybody up or at least don't mic me up. We'd ruin the whole thing. I'd talk the whole time. <laughs> Nick's <exactly>. laughing. <laughs> Nick's like, it's, it's so true. Folks, it's true. I did want to say for the, you know, kind of fun rivalry that we have, you know, not, not rivalry with no. other podcasts. I mean, we all want to grow. We all want to have fun with it. And we all do it on a certain day for a specific reason. But Terry Miller was actually on the Nick and Matt show. He was the first ever guest. Statter fiction that is coming Matt up show. one day. Yeah, exactly. So him and Simon Lazat were our first two guests that we ever had on the Nick and Matt show. I think we peaked at about 55 viewers that night. So to anyone who's new to our show, if you go way, way, way back, our setup was completely different. I was living in Massachusetts at the time. So 
you know, I was actually in studio, but it was a completely different looking studio than what Matt has created down there now. So pretty kind of like nostalgic, you know, Terry Miller being our first one. And then all of a sudden, Matt, we're coming on two years this year, right? Yeah. In what, March or April? Yeah, it's actually pretty incredible how long it's been. 75 episodes to this point. By the end of the year, we will be at 100 uh, plus, and that's pretty epic for us. So, all right, we have another caller here, and I'm starting to recognize phone numbers. So welcome back to the show. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Step Mando, million-dollar <laughs> contract, Katrina <laughs> Allen to Dismania. It is Batman. Welcome to the show, Batman. Um, how's I've Texas? I've never called before. Oh. <laughs> I've never called. <laughs> All right. This is a good time. The horrible part about this is anybody who finds our show tonight, the first time, they're like, what is this joke of a show? Thanks for calling in anytime. All right. So I just hung up on him. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and uh, I always wanted to do that. You listen to these radio shows and they're just like, get off my call, get off my phone. It's <laughs> a hang up on people. Yeah. So, dude, I would love it. I would love it. I think it'd be insanely cool if Cat. Lock down a deal with Discmania. I just think that would be awesome. Discmania excites me to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. Discraft, I'd be like, there's a whole story there. Like, that's epic in its own light. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. It would be Paige, Missy, Katrina. Like, DGA, people are saying it's not going to be a big deal. I'm saying if it's DGA, either DGA is making big deal moves or Katrina is saying this is transition or. She's satisfied. But yeah. yeah, I feel like Discmania excites me the most. But do I think that's happening? I have no reason to say so. Nope, exactly. But I think it would be sweet. <laughs> I think it would be sweet. All right. Uh, so we got a little out of control there with the phone calls, but we do appreciate everybody joining the show tonight. Um, and I was serious when I started off the show. We kind of just like forced our way through this. There's not a lot going on. And to speculate so long about so little is really annoying. Um, so I I don't have much else to say. I think we're really kind of made to that point. Some are going to be sad and we've gone for an hour at 20, not our regular two. Well, I mean, Uh, I, you know, we can, uh, we can talk about some, some pretty exciting stuff that happened over the weekend. We had some pretty badass football games happen this past weekend. (laughs) And and I'm sad and I am sad because the, Patriots got eliminated the week prior. They got their butts smacked. Like it was a very poor game to watch. And then my boy Tom Brady almost made the miraculous 27 to 3 comeback. And it all came down to a field goal, which they made an incredible pass, incredible field goal. Awesome, awesome game. I was really hoping he would pull it out though, just because I think that'd be insane on his resume. And then I think if he wins that, he goes and wins the the big game. And uh, but then that Kansas City Bills game, pretty wild. The Kansas City Bills. <laughs> I get what you said. <laughs> yeah, the Kansas City Bills. You know exactly. Yeah. But uh, just kind wow. of the the overtime rules. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I know their rules that are set in place. They can't be changed right now during the season. You obviously know the rules, but it literally all came down to winning the coin toss and then getting that one touchdown. Now, am I wrong to say, was the rule before, if you scored a touchdown on the first drive, did the opposing team get a chance to at least try to score a touchdown as well? Or has it always been the rule that it is right now? 
Uh, no, it's it's always been that if you score a touchdown on the first drive, you win outright. It used to be if you scored any points right away, you'd win outright. Oh. So if you just got a field goal. They then yeah, switched it a oh. couple years back. I don't remember exactly when, where if you got a field goal on your yep. first drive that the other team gets to match or beat it. So that yeah. happened so at you, the, the final regular season game of the year where everyone was rooting for a tie between the Raiders and Chargers. Mm -hmm. They both, yeah. one got a field goal, then the other one get to get a field goal as well, and then it kept on going, and then the Raiders clinched it with the last second field goal. Which they shouldn't have. I thought that was kind of, <laughs> kind yeah. of annoying on their part. But um, you want to know what's kind of funny, though, and this could be completely wrong, but I was reading a stat today, I think it was on Facebook, and they were talking about the 2019 AFC Championship game when the same exact thing happened, but the Patriots won it. I think was that 2019 Kansas city had actually tried to go to the NFL board and say, Hey, that's a stupid rule. We need to change that. And it's funny <laughs> because you know, two, three, like three years later, it works out in their favor. So I don't yeah. know. I, that could be, that could be completely false. I did read it somewhere and I didn't check if it was a meme page. So I could be talking out of my ass right now, no, but you are right. Not. And the funny thing about <laughs> it, I don't know how many teams or technically owners voted against that, but the bills were one of them that voted against that change. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god that sucks but i <laughs> hey i will say like there was a lot of complaining after uh the patriots won uh in that overtime game and a lot of chiefs fans not very happy but i will say like i i one of my roommates in college was is from kansas city i i know plenty of people from kansas city kind of threw that or plenty like four um but yeah. i will say that they uh they're obviously happy they won um but they they still don't like the rules so i appreciate that fact that they're like okay yeah. like we can still change it we benefited from it at this yeah. time but let's still change it and i agree with them if i was to make a perfect football world and i'm not a football fanatic i do very much enjoy watching the patriots with friends i love watching tom brady try to just do the unthinkable over and over again but if i was to set it up what i think would be a good way to do it is, you know, if you get the ball first and you score a touchdown, the opposing team gets a chance and obviously they have to score a touchdown. But then it comes into the point where it's like, you know, now they have the advantage because now they have to go for two, maybe, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. Well, but I, I just I, think given the, you know, giving the other team a chance at least, but I, I heard know. this. I mean, I don't know. I don't care for football enough. Yeah. I heard this and I, I felt like it was actually a, uh, interesting take on the opposing side because originally I was like, it's so dumb. Like both sides should have an attempt at it because if you're two great offenses and that's how it should be, then I say, well, defense is actually a part of the sport too. So defense should have to stop it. Like, but long story short, someone said overtime is where the excitement like really digs in hard. Like in NHL and soccer or football or whoever's like mm -hmm. football. Uh, any of those sports, pretty much any other sport that has playoffs, it's um, sudden death. Like, it happens. It's over as soon mm -hmm. as someone scores. It's not like in hockey. Oh, you scored. Now we're going to let the other team try to score. But it, it, I'm going to let Evan talk. I got a lot of things on that. It, it is different. It is different. But I will say to the excitement aspect of it, I feel like the if we change the rules for the NFL, all it does is just lengthen the game which is, it's, that's a fair point, but it just lengthens the game. It wouldn't actually make it more exciting in the sense of you, this, everything relies on this one drive. Um, I think it would be uh, either way, but I was saying someone said that was where the excitement comes. And, and think about it. If they scored a touchdown, the other team goes and scored a touchdown, then nobody scores a touchdown, nobody scores a touchdown, nobody scores a touchdown. Someone gets a field goal, someone gets a field goal, and the time runs out. You're like, here we go again. It could get boring. It could. 
I mean, what if nobody scored for 15 minutes? Then it's like, well, we just keep going. Uh, I don't know. Hey, so, uh, one, I am actually a huge proponent of ties in the regular season. Uh, Everyone talks about how much they hate ties. And I'm like, it's the regular season. Like, ties are a part of it. Um, I think baseball should do it during the regular season. Everyone loves extra innings. I actually love them too, but I still think tie makes the most sense. But coming to playoffs, overtime's obviously necessary. Hockey does golden goal where once you score, game's over. But baseball, you have innings, so one team goes, the other team can beat it. Once they beat it, the game's over. Um, soccer actually does not do golden goal. They m- did it for a few years, but now it's they play the period out. If it's tied at the end, then they go to a shootout. Um, college football, which is what a lot of people draw ties to for the NFL for obvious reasons, um, does each team gets a chance, but they do it as um, almost like uh, shootouts in the sense that each team gets the ball, I believe, on the 25-yard line, um, and they just play. They, they have four downs as normal. If they want to kick a field goal, they can kick a field goal. If they can score, they can score. They can go for two-point conversions if they want. Um, but then after the triple OT, then they, they change it up. So they used to make you go for two points uh, after you scored a touchdown, but now they switched it out to it's only like you have one play just so you get two points or you don't, and you just keep on going from there. I think that's a vastly superior system. Well, and what about yeah. playoffs? It's playoffs or overtime. We say playoffs. That's what we call but disc golf overtime. I have an idea though. <laughs> but hold on, disc golf overtime oh. is essentially what we're saying the NFL should be. Like you both get a try on that hole. It's not yep. someone does it, and if you get a birdie, like, that's I what I was know. gonna say. Yeah. Imagine if you flipped a coin. Cool. And the yeah. person who wins the coin flip or the disc flip, it's an attempt. Then, then you get to pick, do you want to throw first or second? And if you throw first and you birdie it, the game's over, you yeah. win. Can you imagine that? Like, obviously you, then the second throw is I think not, that, I think that would be ordering. literally the dumbest thing I mean, in the world. Yeah. I'm just going to say that now. I think that would be horrible. Imagine if like Kyle actually had a shot for a birdie, but Paul just made the birdie yeah. first um, uh, at USDGC that playoff. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it would know. be flip a coin and then no, it's, it's more like you get to play the hole. Yeah. That person gets to play the hole out. And if they birdie, it's over. The other yeah. person doesn't get an attempt at it. It's over. You birdied it. Sorry. The other guy doesn't get to try. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would be so horrible <laughs> that that would kill any growth that we've made in the sport. That would just kill it. Well, that's it, the NFL done. for you. Well, the thing is, like, in a lot of other sports, like, we listed off a bunch of them. Like, let's take hockey, for example. 99.9% of the time, whoever gets the puck at the beginning, the other team at some point and probably the next 30 seconds is going to get the puck. And so both teams at that point, potentially within the first minute, have had a chance to score on each other's goals. And football, it's literally just like, it, it honestly, it comes down to the flip of a coin. And then incredible plays. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. Ultimately, you should win in regulation. Don't get me wrong. We are talking overtime right now. So it's kind of like, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's your job. You know what you signed up for. You know the rules, and it is what it is. It sucks the way it happened, but they played an absolutely incredible game. I watched the highlights of it, and I was very, very impressed with everything. I've actually really loved Mahomes as a player. I think he's an incredible quarterback, and their tight end, Kelsey. Like, I'm about K-E-L-C-E. to walk out of this room. I just, I, I mean, Nick's not in this room, a, Evan. Mahomes, <laughs> you can take I've seen, your headphones I've seen off. Mahomes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen Mahomes like throw it lefty, do these scoop passes. Like the dude's kind of filthy. And I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything against Kansas City, so it's not like 
I don't care enough about football. If the Patriots aren't in it, and if Tom Brady's not in it for whatever team he's going to play for, then I don't care. Like, I don't, right now, I don't care who wins the big game. Uh, I mean, I'm rooting for Jimmy G. Oh, boy. Uh, that's actually a good point. I, I was saying that with a bunch of people that I was with. I was actually rooting for Jimmy G to make that comeback because uh, he was, at one point for a brief period of time, a Patriots quarterback. And so I was like, you know what? If I'm going to root for someone, it would be Jimmy G. So that actually, I'll, I'll rephrase everything I just said. Yeah. Take it back. <laughs> but Jimmy G, I would love it if the Niners win it. Joey Burrow is filthy. Uh, that I'm dude like shows up yeah. for like any big event because like he won the national championship at LSU in college. Just like yeah. he killed it. He just he just shows up and he the semifinals for the year that they won the championship LSU. Uh, they put up something like forty. Two points, forty nine points and a half. Yeah, like I think, yeah, I think it was forty nine points. I think he had seven touchdowns at half. That might be wrong. Maybe it was the whole game, but it was like it set some records for. It was just destruction. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We've talked about <laughs> football long enough on the Nick and Matt show, which is not a football show. Uh, once again, I'll say this: if this is your first time to the Nick and Matt show, this is not what it usually is. Uh, it may be worse, actually. No, okay. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Maybe you enjoyed yeah. it. Maybe you like the extra talk, but we're we're literally in dry spell right now for a lot of content. And unless you're getting really nitpicky, why did this player go to that sponsor? And it's like lower tiered names, just saying. Then it starts to get really drawn out, which some of you like. That's fine. Um, I will say we've made it to this point in the show, though, where we're probably going to wrap it up. I say probably because I'm going to get everybody's perspective here. I will also say the shirt that I'm wearing, it says nice. I thought it was pretty fantastic. We had uh, a listener reach out to the show and say, hey, I've got apparel and I would like to send you a shirt. And I said, I'll check them out. And there it was. So uh, I will give them a shout out and, and a thanks. It's not an official sponsor spot, but go check out the anti Frisbee golf disc golf apparel. Yeah, I think that's what it was. What? Can you explain? <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can explain, but I think that's what it is. Just well, Google it. I got something for you. Uh, okay. Do you get upset if someone says nice shot when you're shot after you throw it? And then obviously it's hits a tree that's or something. I got the shirt. Got the shirt. Do you baby. actually get I upset say about nice. it? No, I say nice, though, all the time. Right the last second and then bam into a tree. Like, I, I know it's the running joke. I People I, have gotten upset at me. Yeah, I, I could care less. Like Nice. Yeah, on, on Saturday, I was playing and someone did that, and they're like, oh, nice, and then hits a tree. And he's like, oh, my goodness, and got, like, so worried. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, it was a nice shot. It just yeah. hit a tree. Like, that was better than average for me. It was so. nice until I said something, and then that's what bothers them. And you're like, yes, but, and then I get, like, whatever. I'm like, if you actually think yeah. that me saying nice messed up your shot, I'm pretty powerful. Watch this next throw. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not that guy. But oh, look. Okay, uh, it, so now we're getting off on different topic. This is people oh, are going to be people are going to be. Well, yeah. Let Nick get a shot. Oh, did we? Oh, Nick, do you like it when people say nice? So I, I could care less if someone says nice for my throw and it hits a tree towards the end of the flight. I, I could care less. It's not like it. I'm the, I'm the reason that that disc hit the tree. Um, when I blatantly like miss a line, but it gets lucky. If they say nice, I'm kind of just like, clearly you weren't watching the same shot that I was watching. Cause that sucked. And I got lucky. The only thing that it doesn't annoy me enough to where like, I would ever be upset about it mentally. But if I'm putting from like 40 or 45 feet and I take a jump putt 
and I completely airball it or I miss it low or like it's just a horrible bid at it. If someone says, oh, nice bid, I'm like, <laughs> I, I literally just want to turn around and be like, dude, that was so effing trash of a bid. Like, stop. I know you're trying to be nice right now, but just stop. So, but I do it. I do it all when I play casual rounds with friends who I want to talk crap with and just like, you know, if we're having a fun round together. If someone puts it from 50 feet and doesn't even come near the basket, like they're 10 feet short and it just comes up to it, I'm like, oh, good bid. Like, you know, nice job. This but, is a whole segment we didn't have planned, but like pet peeves, things that bother you in disc golf, here you go. I try to be a good person on the course, but if someone, as and this is Nick kind of started up, if I throw a shot and it was junk and someone's like, oh, you know, it really wasn't that bad, like it, you know, good kick. It puts you in a place where you could probably get out. I'm like, I don't want you to try to make me feel better about my shot. Like we're not here to like try to make each other feel better about yeah. our shot. They're, they're trying. So I give them that, yeah. but I'm like, I generally feel like, and I probably do it comment on people's shots, but I generally feel like leave comments about somebody's game, like to yourself, because like, I don't know, it gets in their head a little bit. Maybe that's part of a poor mental game. I think like before, back in the day, before PDGA live scoring was a thing and you would play your local C tier or B tier and you just waited after that first round to go see like, you know, who placed where most of those people have played that course before. So they know what a good round is. And so when you walk up to someone and say, oh, how'd your round go? And they're like, oh, not that good, dude. It didn't play that great. And then they're leading by three. It's like, yes. all right, now you just sound like a chotch. I mean, but uh, to be honest, like I've been times where I'm like, I bet I've, I've said before, I'm like, it was an okay round, like made a couple of mistakes that I felt like I should have capitalized on. And I look at that as like, I missed the birdie putt or I threw a B on a hole that I shouldn't have thrown a B on. And then luckily I come in and it's just like, you know, potentially I'm in the lead. And so, but when, per, when people like purposely know, they're like, oh yeah, it was a good round, but I'm just going to say, oh, it was okay to kind of see the reactions of it. Cause I know people who have done that. So dude. So know. another one, now that we're just rattling, <laughs> rattling them off, like I'm going to go the opposite way. So someone tries to make you feel better about your shot. You know what else drives me absolutely crazy? And I'm not, I'm not talking about individual people. Like I like pretty much everybody I've ever played disc golf with. But when somebody goes like, so you putt and it rolls away and you hear them like kind of under their breath, they're like, Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> You're like, bro, like my mental game is fine. Like I actually don't play with my emotions after a shot like that. I just go and do the next thing. Like that's what I's trying to do. But ooh, ooh, that that is not good. Or like, yeah, that that hurts. Or oh, that is unfortunate. Or man, like you're having a rough time. Like, yeah, just leave those to yourself too. <laughs> so the nice shirt, I wore it because I don't know. I've been accused of saying nice a few too many times. So <laughs> there, that was our little tangent. Anything else stand out? You noise us, but. Now we're dragging Anything it out at this though? point. Yeah, exactly. Let's, so let's close let's it. Down. Let's it close it down, and uh, maybe I'll get to sleep early tonight. You know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, might as well, right? Hey, everybody! Thank you for joining in the show tonight. It was an awesome show with Haley King as our guest. We appreciate Matt, Evan, and our new intern Ben kicking butt with the video graphics and producing side of things. So we want to give a special shout out if everyone in the chat right now can say thank you, Ben, for relieving Matt of some duties. Yell really loud. Exactly. So just you know. Right. Thank you, Ben. We really appreciate it. But uh, Ben, anyways, you can, go you ahead and speak leave. now. Say what up. Yeah. What up? <clears throat> so that was there Ben. We, we got Ben in the house. Speak so. when spoken Don't. to. <laughs> Thank you, chat. 
<laughs> don't forget to uh, leave a like on the video. Go ahead, comment. Don't forget that we are now live on the Nick and Macho channel. So tell your friends, subscribe to the Nick and Macho channel. You'll see your name pop up. Latest subscriber, Martin Fuglen is maybe how it is, but shout out to you. You were the last one that I see so far. And uh, anyways, thank you, everybody. Tell someone you love them this week. Be safe, and we'll catch you in the next one. Dude, is that like an ice cream sundae for the eye of Martin Fuglin? Anyways, all right, everybody. It was awesome to see you. Ben, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Peace out, everybody. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.